You put your recyclables in the bin, and then what? Well, we visited the Mount Diablo Resource Recovery Park in Pittsburgh to find out what actually gets recycled, what ends up in the landfill, and how they sort it out. Welcome to Linksploration Bay Area. Climate change. We look at it up, down, and sideways. We follow the links between climate change and so many other issues, and all of it with a local twist. Hello, this is Jean Rosenmeyer, and welcome. This is the first episode in our series on your trash. What happens to it after you throw it away? Reduce, reuse, recycle. We all know that saying, and it's easy to see how the three R's will have a positive impact on the environment. But what's the link to climate change? Well, let's start with plastic. According to the World Economic Forum, currently only 16% of plastic is recycled. Much of the rest ends up in the oceans and rivers. A lot has already been said about the damage to wildlife, but here's another thing. As it breaks down, it releases greenhouse gases, specifically methane and ethylene. The more surface area of the plastic that is exposed to sun and heat, the more greenhouse gas is released. So guess what? The rate of release accelerates over time. And research also suggests that microplastics in the ocean hamper the absorption of CO2 by marine organisms. Let's talk about cardboard. Cardboard is round numbers 90% by volume of everything that's recycled. And guess what? If it doesn't get recycled, decomposing cardboard emits methane. Hmm, are you sensing a theme here? One more thing, and then we'll get to our local recycling center. I want to talk about aluminum cans, the gold of recycling. Recycled aluminum requires, get this, 90% less energy to produce than aluminum produced from raw bauxite ore. It's huge. That's why it's the one thing that I drive people crazy. I'm always picking them up off the street and carrying them to the nearest recycle bin. And now, let's get local. For residents of nine cities in Contra Costa, the contents of your recycling bin winds up at the recycling center run by the Mount Diablo Resource Recovery Company. That would be MDRR. If you live in Concord, Pittsburgh, and a few other cities, MDRR does the whole Megillah, collecting all your waste. But even if another company runs the truck that picks up your recycling, it usually ends up at the same place because the other big collection company has a contract with MDRR to handle the sorting. So, what does get recycled? We asked Enrique Castillo, the general manager of the facility. Thank you for being with us, and tell us, Enrique, what actually gets recycled? So we recycle paper, plastics, cardboard, and ferrous and non-ferrous metals. Well, that's a start, but let's dig deeper. You put all your recyclables together in one bin. They are picked up, they're brought to the recycling center, the load is weighed and dropped off. At the end, the materials are sorted, 
and baled and packed about 30 bales to a shipping container, ready to be trucked away. How do they get from mixed stuff to sorted and baled? Well, meet Big Blue. Big Blue is a three-story high warehouse size, I'm not kidding, state-of-the-art sorting machine. It is enormous. 20 employees work inside of it with optical, mechanical, and magnetic sorters to end up with stacks of sorted materials. Okay, so I see you have this giant new fancy machine that separates all the stuff. It's um, Big Blue. Tell us about Big Blue. Yep, so it's a state-of-the-art equipment uh, that has just been upgraded over the past 12 months. And upgraded by meaning, you know, it has the latest technology of uh, utilizing optical equipment to be part of the sorting process. How does this optical equipment work? So it works through uh, lights and uh, cameras that are able to optically look at this material and that through its own technology, proprietary technology, is able to detect certain types of plastics and certain types of metals and is being able to segregate it from the rest of the waste stream. So back on the... um on the line back there, is it all automated? Are there people doing stuff too? There is both. What do the people do? Uh, the people will positively pick what the optical equipment cannot pick on its own. What do you do with the big stuff? You know, say I, uh, I just threw a toilet seat in the trash or in the uh, recycle. So uh, any large items of that nature are pulled off on what we call the pre-sort. So uh, the bulky items are extracted first, and it's all by size. So large items off first in the pre-sort, and as the system, through the flow of the process, will be pulled off through either optical equipment or through, through employees, uh, will be pulled off by size. So anything from, you know, a large piece of cardboard to a water bottle to glass. So some of it is handled optically, some of it's handled mechanically, and then some of it's handled by employees. I had a lot more specific questions for Enrique, like, does the recycling have to be clean and dry? What if the paper in the recycle gets wet? So I understand that our recycling should be clean and dry. How important is it that it be clean and dry? Uh, It's important. I mean, it's more ideal than anything. Um, If it does have some moisture into it, I mean, everything has moisture to some extent, right? There's humidity in the air. So it just depends on you know, if it's it's more of it's raining outside or anything, I mean that's that's something that most people don't have any control over. So um, if it get, if it comes in normally in California or where we're at, it's it's fairly dry. We don't have a high humidity content, so so that's okay. If some of it is moist or damp, or if it rained, oh, it's okay. We could still process the material, but ideally, it should come in dry. Bottom line, clean and dry is the ideal, but they can work around things like wet paper. Off mic, they told us that seriously dirty items like half-full containers are tossed, which brings us to a question that, at least so far, is above our pay grade to figure out. Is it worth the water used to clean out the containers during a water shortage? We don't know the answer to that yet, but here's a partial answer, that the only plastics they recycle are numbers one and two. The rumor has it that you actually only recycle numbers one and two and that the other numbers basically end up in the landfill anyways. Is there any truth to this? Predominantly, yes. Uh, Ones and twos uh, are mainly what's able to be extracted by our types of equipment. 
the other types of plastics, uh, your three through seven, uh, there's really not a lot of markets for that. And it's very difficult for this type of equipment to pull it out. So predominantly it's not recycled. Hmm. If the only plastics that get recycled are numbers one and two, why even bother with the rest? Here's what Enrique said. Yes, so that's all market-driven. So it really depends on when, how volatile the market is. And when I mean the market, it's the commodity market. So we really don't have any control over that. It's a, it's a global market. Um, it's set by region. You know, it, it, it's, it's really the economy that dictates whether or not the market has the appetite for it or, or there's, there is a demand. There's always a supply. It's always there. It's just the demand of it. It's whether or not they want it or not. And uh, at times they do. And when that's a, when we have that channel available and they have the desire to purchase it, you know, we would, you know, we have the material and the methods on being able to segregate some of those materials, bail it up and ship it to them. As of today, where does stuff go? It goes to export and domestic markets. Export meaning mainly uh, Asian countries and domestic is, uh, you know, anywhere around the country. Which materials stay here? Which things go abroad? Predominantly, the the fiber will go uh, out of the country, which is about 90% of the materials. Plastics will also go across to other countries. Some of the plastics do stay here, but predominantly it's your ferrous and non-ferrous metals, your glass. That all stays domestically. By the way, the one plastic that will never get recycled is styrofoam. It breaks up, but it never never, ever decomposes. It is just evil, no matter where it ends up. Don't use it, like, ever. Plastic silverware, also not recycled. It takes up to a thousand years to decompose in a landfill. Diapers are mostly plastic, but cannot be recycled for obvious reasons, and take about 450 years to decompose. Plastic straws, 200 years. Cigarette butts, also mostly plastic, 10 years. Plastic bags, aha, yes, they are recyclable, but please, 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 when you put them in your bin, bundle them up so they are easy for the recyclers to pick up. And preferably, do not put your recyclables in bags. It's preferred not to go into a bag. It's preferred to be loose with the other recycle items. Do you have to break that up by hand? Break up. Break the bag up by hand? Yes, and that's what makes it that much more difficult. So if it's already loose uh, with the rest of the material, it's better versus adding an operation to it where someone thinks it's helping. It's all in one bag, but we just have to break it open. So it's better if we don't have to break anything open. It's just loose. By the way, plastic bags that can be recycled includes those air-filled bags that Amazon and other shipping companies use for padding. Have you heard this, that broken glass ends up in the landfill? Apparently, that's not true. Most glass is broken by the time Big Blue gets done with it, but it still gets recycled. How does glass work? Is that, what if it's broken? What, do we need to make sure all the bottles are in one piece? No, if it's a whole bottle or if it's broken or it's the neck or a bottom, it's, it will all get recycled the same way. And that's one of the things that stays here, is that right? Stays here in the U.S.? That is domestic, yes. And can I throw bottles and cans with CRV marks in the recycle? So CRV containers are handled just like any other commodity that we have, uh, whether it's cardboard or paper. 
Um, it is baled and it is shipped uh, mainly domestically because it's a plastic or it's uh, an aluminum can, a non-ferrous metal. But they are sold by weight, so the CRV deposit never gets returned to anyone. I wish we could show you the cardboard separator. Inside Big Blue, there are big, kind of vaguely triangular rubber gear-like things that spin and grab the cardboard. Other recyclables, like plastics and bottles, fall through the center of the gear. This whole stage is totally mechanical. We'll put a photo of one of the gears in the show notes. Now, as of today, pressed paper containers, such as cereal boxes, or, yeah, I'm looking at one right here. It's got Pepto-Bisnol tablets in it. Those do not have a market. Only corrugated cardboard is recycled at the moment. But these kinds of pressed paper boxes have had a market in the past, and that's one of the things that could change any minute. The reason pressed paper, which is also called chipboard, is treated differently from corrugated cardboard is that this kind of box is made out of paper and glue, which means the glue must be dealt with in the recycle. In fact, these kinds of boxes may be the second incarnation of corrugated boxes. You may have noticed that we don't follow the bales of materials to their next incarnation. We don't know a lot, but we do know a few things that the company told us. A corrugated carton becomes a cereal box or another carton. A tin can can become another, probably lesser, can. Aluminum cans become a bicycle. Plastic water bottles become a ski jacket, among other things. Thank you, Patagonia. Paper becomes toilet paper or, mm, you know the drill already. Many materials, especially paper and plastic, cannot be recycled indefinitely. What can be recycled basically forever? Glass. Glass becomes mm, more glass over and over. The last thing we wanted to mention is the trucks. If you live in MDRR's service area, you may have seen a single truck trundling down your street, picking up both garbage and recycling. Fear not, faithful recyclers, your recycling is not being thrown in the garbage. Enrique explains. Uh, there is these trucks, these split body trucks, has a partition that's uh, actuated up at the top where the arm will, you know, if they pick up the recycle bin, uh, the partition closes off the access to the trash side. So the recycle only goes into the recycle side of the truck. And then when the driver goes to the next receptacle, and they pick up, let's say, the trash can, uh, the partition will actuate to cover the recycle side of the load, and the trash will only go on the trash side. So there's a customer service center on the site of the what they like to call it, the recycling park. This is too big a topic for us to dig into here as to what it takes and what it doesn't, but it's going to be its own episode. And that's our visit to the Recycling Center and the end of this episode. Much more to come on the subject of trash, folks. Tune into the future episodes on green waste, miscellaneous items, and much more. And remember that when you recycle, you are not only caring for the environment, but also helping to mitigate climate change. Thanks for joining us. Link Exploration Bay Area is an independent podcast. 
find, subscribe, and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Our website is linksploration.com, where you can listen to our archives, and there's also show notes, photos, and links to our guests. If you have feedback or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at linksploration at gmail.com. And that's spelled L-I-N-K-S-P-L-O-R-A-T-I-O-N. Look for us on social media, also on Patreon. We are not in this to make money, but we do welcome donations to help with the cost of keeping the podcast on the air. We're Jean, Sharon, and Christy signing off until next time. Thanks for listening.